Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Just like a New Yorker. Awesome. I am awesome, awesome as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. Phenomenal. Oh, y'all in trouble, America. Both yeah. of us awesome. Right. Oh, 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 both of us New Yorkers. Awesome. <laughs> you from Long Island? I'm from Staten Island. No, yeah. <laughs> Don't say you're from Staten Island. <laughs> What's your grade for St. John's hiring a Chris Muller? I'll tell you what it is. Let me tell you my opinion. You know what I'm Jeez. saying? Yeah. Unbelievable. That's how we talk up here. Yeah. Come get some. How about Bill Cower calls himself a New Yorker these days? It's what? Only, yeah, it was a whole piece in a, one of the local newspapers up here. He's only up here about five months a year. Yeah, he says he's a full-blown New Yorker now. Why, he, he doesn't speak to people? Yeah, rushes right. past them? Puts his head down. Yeah. Has the acceptable level of cynicism and depression. Yeah. Uh, exactly. What's the threshold for that, by the way? <laughs> You'll know when you hit it. Honks his horn. Yeah, and right. He's inconsiderate. And right. When he's going through the crosswalk, has his head down, looking at his phone, and right. instead of focusing on self-preservation. Right. Has the idea that whatever he's doing is more important than what everybody else yeah. is doing. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah, that whole thing. So that's what he says now. Witnessing vile, uh, gross things on the subway. Yeah, you know? and, and mm-hmm. totally ignoring things around you. Yeah. No matter how ridiculous it is. There you go. Yeah, those are all the things you need. New all the York. things you need. There you go. Uh, so how about this NFL season, man? This oh. has been one that I think we will always remember for its outlandishness, if that's a word, outlandishness. I like it. It's controversial topics, mm-hmm. stuff I never thought that we'd ever be talking about mm-hmm. as it pertained to the NFL. And I thought that we had gotten to a point where, you know, with the anthem stuff, with Ezekiel Elliott, with all these injuries that we're seeing, the president getting involved with the NFL and that being a huge topic for a number of weeks, that we had hit the oversaturation point of ridiculous in the NFL for 2017. And boy, was I wrong, because here comes another story where Jerry Jones, the powerful owner of the Dallas Cowboys, is so upset about Roger Goodell and the NFL's decision to suspend Ezekiel Elliott, his star running back for six games, to fight it tooth and nail in the court, that he is threatening to, has not done it yet, but has hired a high-profile lawyer, is threatening to not only sue the NFL, but the other 31 owners in the league if Roger Goodell gets a contract extension to remain commissioner. That is an angry man. (laughs) That is a powerful man. And that is a man who really, really is sure that he doesn't want Roger Goodell to be the commissioner any longer. It's fascinating, and I don't know where the hell it's going to go. Yeah, he's not on this committee that's going to decide 
uh, the compensation for Roger Goodell moving forward. He was an ad hoc member and and, and a non-voting participant of the committee, and and then he went in and and made some comments to the committee, the, the six members of it, and they didn't take a liking to his comments, and so they removed him his ad hoc uh, uh, membership. From so that these community. are the owners. Just then, yep. and you can go on from there. It's uh, it's the Chiefs. So it's the the Hunt family, mm-hmm. the Falcons with mm-hmm. Arthur Blank, mm-hmm. the Giants with John Mara, Steelers, the Steelers with uh, Art Rooney the mm-hmm. second, the Patriots with Bob Kraft. And the Texans with Bob McNair. And oddly enough, back in May, Jerry Jones went along with these these owners and the rest of the owners in wanting to renew the contract of Roger Goodell. His contract ends, I believe, next year. So they wanted to renew this deal, and, and Jones was on board. And then what happened? Oh, Ezekiel Elliott's situation. That shoe was dropped. And now, all of a sudden, all bets of off. All, all bets of off. And then... Uh, you add in the fact that you've had Roger Goodell's handling or mishandling, uh, depending on who you discuss this matter with, of uh, the guys protesting. So now Jerry Jones has hired uh, an attorney, and he wants to sue not only uh, the league but all the other owners and everybody. So he and he has sued the league uh, previously over sponsorships and won. Yeah, and uh, so now he's going this route if he doesn't get his way. Uh, and, and we'll see how it plays out, but uh, he you're correct. He's a very powerful man, and, and when you're that powerful, you're used to getting your way, and we'll see if he gets his way here. But the fact that the, he was rebuffed by these six owners, these six franchises, that leads me to believe that he won't get his way. And also, one of those six owners being Bob Kraft, who mm-hmm. just went through hell and back with Roger Goodell right. in a relationship that people didn't think would ever be repaired. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Jones... I was too young for the maverick Jerry Jones to really understand when that was happening, when he first came. You mean when he fired Tom Landry? (laughs) I mean, all that, right, all the stuff, and he came in, and he was fighting against everybody, and it was like him against the world. Like, that's not the Jerry Jones that I grew up with. The Jerry Jones I grew up with was the smiling man who would come down to the sideline at the end of a big Cowboys victory, the one who was always talking glowingly about Emmett, Michael, and Troy. Like, I mean, <laughs> we, got, we got Emmett, Michael, and Troy. And that, those, like, that's the Jerry Jones. And then just rich, rich, rich guy, and like maybe he gets caught in a candid video, drunk at a bar, saying something that he shouldn't say. Like That's the Jerry Jones. So when I see this stuff and then I hear about who he was – at one point in his ownership career, this doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, he's going back to his old bag of tricks to try to throw people off. Now, yeah. I I don't know, and in reading this New York Times article that all of this was laid out in, I mean, I don't know if this is just something that he can do, like a mosquito sort of buzzing by your ear, and just to annoy, like, all right, you, I know I can't stop you, but I'm going to do this to annoy the hell out of you. Or he really thinks that he can block this contract extension. Well, when you, when you have uh, dis- discretionary funds uh, in the amount that he has, uh, you, you sometimes just want to scare people. You, you, you just want to be a nuisance. Yeah. Uh, in this situation, I'm not so sure he wants to be a nuisance. I think he would definitely like to take out a pound of flesh not from not only uh, Roger Goodell, but from those members of that committee. Oddly enough, again, he was on board with Goodell in the punishment of Tom Brady and the Patriots, which uh, Bob Kraft is the owner of. Uh, so now 
he, he's going at Bob Kraft and the others on this committee that are considering the compensation for Roger Goodell. But I think he's serious. Yeah, I don't care how much, how I much know money you have. I know he's serious. I think he really wants to, to, to win this case. He goes and he hires a high, high-powered high lawyer, David Boies, uh, who's been around in the political scene for a long, long time. Now he's... he's uh, uh, mired in this uh, this kerfuffle and and, and tr- tragedy, if you ask me, with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, so uh, it, it'll be interesting how it plays out. But the fact, once again, that these owners they said, "No, well, we're going to revoke your status as an ad hoc member. We're not listening to your your nonsense. We're going to move forward with this." Uh, that that you know lends itself to uh, Goodell coming back and getting a new contract. Yeah, and I don't think that he deserves one from where I sit, but I'm not someone whose pockets has been lined by Roger Goodell being the commissioner of the NFL. So I can see an owner saying, listen, the TV revenue is still incredible. I mean, look at how we've grown since he took over as commissioner, uh, and he works for us, and we feel like for the most part outside of a couple of these instances with Tom Brady and Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. that he has our back, and in those instances he really felt like he needed to do something. So those guys probably have an argument. Uh, to me, he has failed in multiple high-profile leadership situations, so much so, especially where I feel like the NFL right now is at a crossroads, that I wouldn't look to Roger Goodell to continue as the NFL commissioner. And quite frankly, doesn't it feel right now like the perfect time for new leadership in the NFL? And I'll tell you why. You got two guys in other sports. And I know that Bud Selig was around a long time. I know David Stern was around a long time. And Goodell wasn't as long, around as, as long as those guys were. But Rob Manfred and Adam Silver have injected new life into their leagues. They came in with a younger, fresh perspective, guys that you're not in that job, you have ideas, you get to the job, you apply those ideas, they listen to people. And I feel like the NFL needs someone like that. And Roger Goodell is not, you know, 80-year-old David Stern, but he's been in this fire now for a lot, it's been over a decade. And he's been doing this for a long time, and there's been a lot of controversy. I think he's handled it horribly wrong. I know that a lot of the power, and you can put the blame on the Players Association for giving him the power, but he's had that power, and he's blown it. I mean, every single time he ends up blowing it. So I don't have those great examples of Roger Goodell being a leader that deserves more years at $40 million plus a year. Well, they're... One instance that comes to mind that really started us down this road of the owners questioning Roger Goodell's leadership, and that was the Ray Rice situation. So that was the the, the huge shift in far as the allegiance allegiance that the owners had with him. So that was a big mistake, the way they handled that. And now you have uh, Brady Gate after that, and and now the Ezekiel Elliott situation where – you know, you have one of your lead investigators. You don't uh, in, include the lead investigator in, in the, your final conclusion as far as what happened, and then you meet out punishment against that lead investigator's advice. So uh, you've got three huge missteps as far as the owners are concerned, and even the, the fan base and, and, and the players. And, of course, the players are going to continue to complain about the amount of power that this commissioner uh, currently yields. So uh, our wheels. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, I, I think uh, from an ownership standpoint, whoever you bring in, 
They're going to want someone who does their bidding. That's what Roger Goodell is hired to do. He is essentially an owner, and, and, and they are already controlling them, and he's having to listen to them. Now he has gotten sideways with a few, but you have six of the more prominent owners and organizations on that compensation committee that still want him to be the lead of this 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 business, the lead of this organization. Uh, and, and so I, I think he sits still in a, a good place with those owners and many others. And, you know, Jerry Jones be damned, they want to move forward with him because for the most part, those other uh, items that I've described – notwithstanding, they feel like he's done a hell of a job. And, yes, he's lined their pockets with billions of dollars. That's his job. But how much of that was him? Well, he's helped He's helped steer this train to where it's okay. been profitable. Could and, anybody and so, steer that no, train? No, I don't think so. I don't All think right. anyone could do it. And, and also, do you want someone that comes in is going to st- occupy that chair and still be a, a, essentially a puppet to the owners? Or, or for the owners. Yeah, but he has, he's been the opposite of that you with think two that, of the most high-profile ones, though. That's true. And, and and But aside from those, what has he done? He's done a damn good job. That's why you have those six sitting there rebuffing Jerry Jones and saying, we're moving ahead with this. And be, prior to Ezekiel Elliott, with the Brady stuff in your back pocket, with the Ray Rice, you, you, everyone very knowledgeable, the missteps there – they still were going to renew, renew his contract. Well, I think there were a lot of owners that felt like the Patriots got off easy from the Spygate stuff and wanted them to be punished in some way with the deflated footballs. So I think that that's why that happened, and that really only ticked off Bob Kraft. And Bob Kraft isn't ticked off anymore because the season that Tom Brady was suspended, they end up going and winning the Super Bowl and basically you know, spitting right in his face. So, I mean, it's like, oh, we're not angry about that anymore because we got, I mean, it probably was better for them because it might have added to Brady's career. They didn't play those four games. They still won the Super Bowl. Right. And he had to, I mean, think about that. And I he mean, had to hand over the Lombardi I mean, it to doesn't them. get any better. I mean, Bob Kraft can't be angry anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's the ultimate redemption story. Suspend somebody else, Roger. Come yeah. On. So, I mean, I don't. I, I don't see it from the owners that love Goodell's point of view because I'm not on the inside. So I do believe that there is an argument there that can be had where I would turn around and say, okay, now I get it. All right, he did this, this, and this, and he made the league better in this way, this way, and this way, and I don't see that from where I stand. So let's say you bring in someone younger, more vibrant than than you have uh, currently at, at the uh, commissioner commissioner sitting in that commissioner's chair. So let's say that cat comes in and has a wholly different worldview than these owners who are in their 60s, 70s, well, that and 80s. Well, wouldn't happen, and, right? And say he is with the players as far as their protests and, and all these things. Well, they wouldn't hire a guy like that. Right. They're going to hire a puppet. Yeah, but a puppet that maybe when is put in high-pressure situations can work his way out of it a little better. You know, I, I mean, he has botched every one of these things. Everyone. Hey, tell me a situation that he's handled well. Tell me one of these suspension situations that he handled well. Do you have one? All right. I mean, every single. Are, are you talking to me? Oh. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think about it. Let's go. I mean, you can go back. You can go Josh Brown, the kicker, Ray Rice, Ezekiel Elliott, Tom Brady. I mean, I'm not. We're not piling on. These are, this is like how we feel about right. it. Greg Hardy's suspension was ended up being reduced. At one point, I'm like, what? Which one? Which one was it? Like one of the big ones. I'm not talking about Mike Evans, you know, hitting mm-hmm. Marcus Lattimore. I, I, I'm talking about like the big headline grabbing issues he has botched. 
him and his cronies have botched every one of them at an epic level. So you're telling me you can't have a puppet who does what all these old white guys want and <laughs> then also handle those situations better? No? I'm saying it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. Uh, well, it's, the, it's going to be tough. It'll be easy to not mess up every single one of the uh, big ones. He may go, the new commissioner may go one for one for three. Yeah. Or you, you, you sit there saying he's gone 0 for 3 or 0 for 4. Yeah, or maybe even 0 for 5. Yeah. And, and I, if I'm in, and let's not, I don't want to go and open the whole Pandora's box of the, the kneeling for the anthem, but let's just assume that you are an owner, uh, an owner that doesn't like your players kneeling, that you truly believe is affecting your bottom line. And, and, there, and you think that the commissioner needs to do more about this, and he's not. I mean, how many of those guys are out there? You know, if I was an owner that, that felt that way, and it's hard for me to put myself in those shoes. But if I was an owner that felt like, all right, the players are kneeling, it's hurting my bottom line. And then look at the NBA, where I know there's far fewer players, but there's so many socially conscious players in the NBA. And they haven't had one controversy about this. And I look at their commissioner, who seems to deal with things swiftly and smoothly. Mm-hmm. And what are the what do people talk about in the NBA? The Warriors being too good or LeBron's Instagram posts. And what do they talk about in the NFL? Owners suing other owners and domestic violence things being botched and people turning off the NFL and Vin Scully saying he's never going to watch it again. And if I was one of those owners, I would say, you're telling me we can't do better than this? Find me Adam Silver. That's what I would be saying. Good luck. Yeah. Go find him. And then you, you've got owners. How many owners in the NBA are of the ilk of a Jerry Jones? How many owners want to sit there and direct every bit of business that the league does and thinks everything has to run through them? How many grandstanding owners are in the NBA? I bet we. How many owners can we name? Well, I mean, you can name Dolan here. You can name uh, the Bus family, or maybe it's just Jeannie Bus now. Yeah, but Joe I mean, Joe Lacob and uh, yeah, it, it, there's only a, State, the, a handful the, that you can really name. Prokhorov, who because, sold. Yeah, Cuban's the biggest one. right? Cuban, but the, Beyonce. They stay in, <laughs> Right? Yes. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the Rockets sold to the uh, yeah. UFC guy, didn't no, they? I, yeah, Fertitta. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember that whole right. Beyonce but story. How many waves are they making? Cuban every now and then when he's lambasting the referees. Well, maybe they're not making waves because they're happy. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's true. But, he's I mean, is, is the answer because those guys are happy? And Jerry Jones wouldn't be making waves, and he didn't for a long time because he was happy, yeah, and now he, he's he unhappy. Was, he was fine until uh, one of his players got into the crosshairs of the league. Right, exactly. But one of his players got into the crosshairs of the league unfairly. Mm-hmm. And he's had probably had more guys suspended than any other owner in sports the last couple of years. And we didn't hear – I mean, he was not making excuses for any of those guys. He's, he called uh, Randy Gregory uh, the, their ugly baby, right? I mean, he was he was not fighting any of those. This one he's fighting mm-hmm. because he, he he's saying the same things we are, that he should have never been suspended. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's wrong. I think he's right about it. I'm with you. I'm just playing the devil's advocate. Okay. He may be an ugly baby, but he's our baby. That's our ugly baby. Yeah. Yeah. Where has he been? Is he done Ooh, forever? Right? I don't know where Randy Gregory is. <laughs> trying to scrape that ugliness off. Oh, I don't know. On vacation with Johnny Manziel somewhere? No. He's uh, suspended for the year, isn't he? Yeah. I'd love who to knows? Know maybe he he's, he's getting his life straight. Well, maybe let's hope, huh? Fingers talk, crossed for talk, Randy Gregory. Talking to Josh Gordon or something. Yeah. Who knows?
All right, uh, coming up next, we'll talk some more NFL. 855-212-4CBS. If you want to join the show, 855-212-4227. And out of nowhere, a guy got cut that I wouldn't expect that uh, that would happen to. Mm -hmm. But first, here's Brian Jones. Yeah, here for Relief Factor once again. And maybe like me, you're a high school superstar athlete. Oh, the great memories. Or even a professional athlete. Either way, I'll bet you have some aches and pains that are making your life miserable right now. Hard to get out of a chair. Hard to golf or play tennis or even walk up and down stairs. You don't have to be an athlete to have pain. You hear me? Neck, back, shoulder pain, or hip and knee pain. Even general muscle aches and pain can be a bummer. This is why I'm so happy with Relief Factor. 100% drug-free way to lower, even eliminate your pain. It sure has worked for me and my pain. Elbow pain, foot pain, finger pain. Pain everywhere. But you know what? Relief Factor, I take it religiously, and it is working for me. So here's what I suggest you do, like tens of thousands of other athletes and non-athletes have already done. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. That's relieffactor.com to order now. Relieffactor.com. Maybe you're skeptical like I was. Well, I'm not skeptical any longer because I'm out of pain. You can be too. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. 800-500-8384. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. Bogus has quarantined himself for some reason today. He has decided to not participate in our newsroom. Yep. Message sent. Yeah, for for no reason. What happened, dog? I don't understand what's going on. No, no, no. There's a reason. Uh, They are about to do another little bit of work outside, and the desk I normally sit at is going to be out of commission as of 7 o'clock. Oh, really? So instead of setting up and getting ready and then having to move, I just moved myself to begin with. I mean, I thought you were angry at us or something. I mean, I am, but they actually are disconnected. <laughs> no, you came over and spoke this morning. Yeah. I, had a, yeah, I didn't have much you. to say to you, but right. yeah. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. he's just angry at the rest of us, I guess. Showing uh-huh. concern for your wound, and you yeah, just like, get away from did. me. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I was Light listening boy. to Gio's uh, favorite song. Yeah, see, I didn't. Mm-hmm. See, I saw the Band-Aid on Brian's neck. I chose not to reference it. Mm. You know, but you couldn't help yourself. You had to bring it I up. I thought I was being nice. Why? He brought it up out there. But he brought it up here, too. Well, just, just brought it up yeah. now. Oh, that's true. I did do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it got a little rough. You know, she she couldn't control herself. No. <laughs> people yeah. still get hickeys. That's still a thing. Um, I'm sure that there's I mean, people out there. That really? Are, I, there yeah. has to. I mean, there has to be, right? Better sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if you're uh, injured. My, my razor and I, we we, we had a little, little tangle. Oh, no. That's what it was, yeah. Are you going to be okay for yeah, television? Fine. You're I, on TV I, tonight? Yes, yes. What are they going to do about it? I, I will just have to cover it up with some makeup or something. I mean, okay. People, <laughs> people can't see Brian, but he's got a massive wound on his neck. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a big... Giant gauze pad. Would you call it gaping? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the actual hole in his no. neck, uh, but I do see the 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 uh, size of that gauze pad, and then all of the bandaging around it, like all the way around his neck. Is that tough to have it all the way around it, your it neck is like that? Difficult to uh, breathe. Yes. Yeah, but so. uh, I, I'm gonna push on through. Power through. Yeah. All right. I'm a, I'm, I'm a professional trooper. Yeah. Yes, that's what that you are. Trooper. Look at you, man. I'm going to play hurt. Yeah. All right, Bogus <laughs> is here uh, with an update for us. What's going on, Bogus? Guys, remember when Goran Dragic said this about the Phoenix Suns? I don't trust them anymore. Dragic <laughs> back in the <laughs> desert last night, scoring a season high 29 in Miami's 126 115 win. 
Josh Jackson. Only five points in the Suns fourth uh, straight. Who is that man well, with Josh the Jackson. lisp? The lisp. <laughs> he sounds like a big dummy. They like don't a movie. You know? <laughs> Kevin Durant was out with a bruised left thigh, so Clay Thompson scored 28 points. Steph Curry mixed in 22 in a 125-101 Warrior win over the T-Wolves. Al Horford out with a concussion. Then Jason Tatum left in the second quarter with a sore right ankle. But their Celtics still won their 10th straight, 107-96 over the Lakers. Head coach Brad Stevens got 21 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists from someone named Aaron Baines. They went small a lot with, with um, Randall, and then they had a lineup there at the very end that was even smaller without all the bigs. And He did a good job rolling all night and sealing and finishing in around the paint. NBA savant Mike Biseglia says former Piston, which still doesn't help me know who Aaron Baines is. Steven said Tatum will undergo further testing on that ankle. The Magic down the Knicks, 112-99, as Chris Stapp's Porzingis set out with a sore ankle and elbow. And the Pistons... Nah, I'm calling bull crap on that. Well, he said that the elbow probably needs surgery mm, in the offseason. That's exactly why I'm calling it bull yeah? crap on it. Yeah, this is the first example of resting a guy and creating a fake injury to cover up the resting. Remember I said this I was going to happen? And you're telling me the way that he's playing, that he's that hurt, and he's going to go through this whole season and need surgery on at the end of the year, he's going to tell you that in November? That he knows he's probably going to need surgery. That, to me, is the lady doth protest too much. I don't know. Masahiro Tanaka played with a torn ligament in his elbow. Continued to play, holding off surgery. So there could be some truth to this. But to your point. They did research on that. To your point, that's immediately... That was my first inclination. Here we go. They gave you two Mm -hmm. ailments. Yep. Elbow and ankle. I can't believe you're calling Crispy a liar. I, I don't know if it was been a year, you know, multiple years nagging thing. He hits it and it swells up right away, yeah. and you're calling him a liar. Yeah, that's right. Wow. And you know what? And it's smart. Latvia weeps. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's smart because they don't want to, that punishment for whatever it's going to be from the NBA. They don't want to feel that. They just wanted to rest the kid. That's all it was about, all man. Right. This Watch. is not New York Sports Radio. Uh, I'll the tell Pistons you, 50, the Pacers. 50 points in the next time you see him. Watch. and Because we'll <laughs> he'll be that, rested. We'll see if that elbow needs surgery. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I tell you that the Pistons beat the Pacers 114-97. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott will attend this afternoon's hearing in front of the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Manhattan. The Cowboy running back could be issued another injunction for his six-game domestic violence suspension tonight or tomorrow. The Packers waving veteran tight end Martellus Bennett yesterday with a failed-to-disclose medical condition designation, which might allow Green Bay to recoup what's left of Bennett's $4.2 million signing bonus. Bennett apparently dealing with a shoulder injury. And on the field, it's the Seahawks and Cardinals on Thursday Night Football. Arizona QB Drew Stanton, well aware of what he brings to the field. Everybody on our offense knows that (laughs) things don't go according to plan when I'm out there. (laughs) Oh, nicer to yourself, Drew. He's always off schedule. (laughs) But did he mean that in a way? No, he did not. Okay. That was out of context. Right, mm-hmm. It was more along the lines of like we can, I can scramble around, guys can get themselves open, and we can kind of play, you know, off, off, fast rips. and loose with yeah. the great mm-hmm. Drew Stanton. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's, how's that worked out for? Him? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Is he the worst of the starting quarterbacks right now that have been thrust into action because of injury or whatever else? <sighs> so there's Stanton, Savage, Savage, Osweiler. Oof. Who else am I missing? That's awful. Uh, C.J. Beathard. 
Mm-hmm. He well, he's a count, rookie. He's a rookie yeah. yeah, he can't but count. But still, but he's a rookie. But he's still out I there say playing. It's because he's been in the league a long time. He's been a starter. He's been paid handsomely, and yet he still can't figure it out. It's going to be yeah. Osweiler. Uh, I mean, Brock's the most entertainingly bad. Yeah, I, uh, I've said this before. He, I can't. I mean, he makes me hate football. That guy <laughs> more than anybody else. I, I, I can't stand watching him play. It is, is that bad? So I'd have to agree with you. It's probably bad. <laughs> and the fact that someone in that Denver organization thought that it was a good idea to give him another chance mm-hmm. to start is just asinine. So, yeah, probably him. <laughs> Makes uh, me hate football. He, do, he does. I, I mean, I don't know how many games I've watched. I mean, it's just he's, he's like he's it's in, everybody's playing at one speed and he's at another speed. Slower. They're looking around and cocking his arm back and then throwing it right into the ground. It's like, all right, Brock, good man, good stuff. We'll pat on the ass. We'll go get him next time. But at least he gave us that wonderful shot when Peyton went back into the game as he was going to get his helmet. And he turned around. He saw Manning on the field and was so disappointed. Yeah, we'll a, always have that. It's a great gif. It really, gif. Whatever, gif. Yep, gif. Uh, a new indictment against Adidas executive Jim Gatto says Rick Pitino was very much involved in paying Brian Bowen to attend wow. Louisville. The fired Pitino has claimed complete innocence since this federal probe broke. The Tampa Bay Lightning now 12-2-2 after a 5-1 win in San Jose. Goal number 15 for Nikita Kucherov. And the Blackhawks and Bruins will reportedly play the 2019 Winter Classic at Notre Dame Stadium, boys. I know this is an odd question to ask, but if you were, like, Patino is fighting this thing tooth and nail. Yes. And I firmly believe that this guy is just, he's caught red-handed, he's totally guilty. If you were in a situation like Rick Patino, where you had all this evidence against you, would you fight it and continue to proclaim your innocence? If you knew, if you knew you did all those things, would you still go and fight it just because you that gives you a chance as opposed to just going, all right, forget it. Well, you it depends on are you aware of other evidence out there that can prove that you are guilty of these charges. Now, if you, you think they have nothing on you, they have no empirical evidence, there's no video somewhere, there's no recording somewhere, they have nothing tangible, even though you know it's untrue, you will continue to false to that lie. So it, it, whatever, Patino has to be aware of what the evidence is. And, you know, short of someone walking around talking to him and, and uh, recording uh, him with a wire or recording the, the communique via the phone, uh, he's going to continue to okay. deny, deny, deny. All right. Okay. See, I think the strategy is to burn everything to the ground because everyone's been doing it. And not to excuse them for breaking, but, like, eight guys got caught doing what, like, hundreds are doing. I would I would take everyone down with me. Well, what's interesting is oh, whole so deal, you would be Brian's least favorite person on earth. I'd be snitching left and right. You'd be the ultimate snitch. Stitches, yeah. Wow. Everybody under the bus. Everybody. Uh, uh, everybody's uh, out. So essentially, Bruce Pearl there at Auburn, Chuck Person, the right man of integrity. Yeah, uh, Bruce Pearl. Of, of course. And there are reports that he's not cooperating with yeah. the best of all the people not to cooperate. Yeah. You, sir. Yeah. You. Have you no decency? I mean, that guy walks around, leaves a trail of slime like a slug. How are you not going to cooperate? Yeah. And how do you think you're going to be able to get away with that? <laughs> Unreal. Even if you weren't Bruce Pearl, how do you not cooperate, mm-hmm. period, with your yeah. boss who's paying yeah. a million dollars when you shouldn't have a job again? 
<laughs> well, he doesn't have a history of making great decisions. You know how <laughs> you don't cooperate because it will implicate you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just going to. Either way, you're going down. So I don't know. I feel <laughs> like take the easier out. I feel like that if I had there was a, a mounting evidence against me in something that I would just be like, all right, let's make it some sort of deal. Because I can't. First of all, I can't go through this. You got me. Like, I, I don't want to go through this whole, like, lying and it hang over my head and every day going, I didn't do anything, knowing that I did do something and then waking up and having to live a lie every single day. Yeah, you don't want to be an A-Rod. Right? I, like, I yeah. couldn't. I don't know yeah. if I could do that. I'd just yeah. be like, okay, I tried to get away with something. Yeah. I didn't. Now I'm here. What can we do? Like, that's kind of what I would And then you start do. talking. You drop everyone in the yeah. green. Yeah. You yeah. snitch. Yeah. Plus, you're too know. pretty for jail. You snitch. can't go to jail. So. Who? Gio? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. wear him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'd get all the chubby chasers <laughs> right after me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got some fresh meat. Yeah. <laughs> and in that situation, too, you just got you just got to surrender. You know, Stop. you can't. Stop. Because <laughs> it's just going to be, you know, it's the easy way, hard way. You know, it's just going to, all right, let's go. Come on. I got, you know, yeah, the, I got the line, the lines behind Bush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, can we get this done before dinner? Or? Shut up. You know. Please stop. <laughs> you don't go the uh, 25th hour route, that great movie, and like, get yourself beat up on the way in so that they think you're crazy when you show up. And yeah, make no, it no, I, no, I would definitely have to. I would, I would play mind games in jail. There's no, there's no way. <laughs> First of all, I would never shower, right? Like, I don't know why anybody would. Anybody who has the chance to to be and, and, taken in jail, yeah. and don't shower for two, one or two reasons. Because one is showers a place where it would happen, and two, you want to stink, so Thank you're you. un, you're undesirable to when you poop or whatever. Don't wipe. Oh so, yeah. So your hope yeah. is that these gentlemen have standards. Yeah. And are picky. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I would, you. I mean, I would at least give it a shot. Yeah. You know. I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just, what's that? That's Gio. Yeah, yeah, right. Man, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> and, then, and then the guy who's in there with like the bar of like you know uh, Dove every day. I don't and think it's Dove. He's, he's, he's the one who's just waiting for it. You know? Yeah. The industrial Dove. <laughs> the industrial Dove. <laughs> you know what? What I got you. What type of soap? <laughs> Do they, do they give you in jail? I hope it's off-brand. It's like doof. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's like going to be zestfully clean. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dollar store. Like who, got the, who got the jail contract of this soap company? You know? Dude, like, it's huge money. You uh, should get us a private prison. Seriously, right? I mean, Big you, know, time you know somebody got it. Yeah. Like, all right, good, good news, guys. Um, for the fourth quarter, we're going to <laughs> announce a big deal. That we have gotten all of the West Coast Correctional Facilities yep. to use our toilet paper. Yep. So we're going to be in good it's good. a little stand. abrasive, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they don't get two-ply, do they? <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. I remember in college, we found, like, the Marriott Sodexo, who was, like, the caterer of the food yeah. and dining halls, got, like, their kind of business chart, and they had five levels of food service. Prison being the worst. Right. College is the second worst. <laughs> no way. Yeah. It was like a five-tiered oh, thing. Oh, man. Prison, and then you got us, and then you got the yeah. good stuff, like hotels. And, 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 the, and the suites at the stadium and <laughs> yeah. the arena, yep. top tier, right? Just above the inmates. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's perfect. I mean, for me, college was just prison that I had to pay for. Oh. <laughs> Not I had to pay for. My well, family was nice enough to be. The only bad thing about playing in the Pac-10 <laughs> at the time, which is now the Pac-12, is that we didn't have training uh, table year round, whereas the other conferences, 
you did. So once football season was over, we had to eat with the rest of the students, and it was horrible. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I tend to believe what Bogus is just saying because we had some of the worst food ever, ever. That's why we always had to jack the pizza man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I admit it. We when, did. When in doubt, steal a pizza. <laughs> you know? There you go. <laughs> the next segment on Better Man. <laughs> That was survival. When is it okay to steal? <laughs> Top ramen and Jack and the Pizza Man. Right, here is our expert <laughs> on this topic, LiAngelo Ball. <laughs> no, no sunglasses. Couldn't eat them. <laughs> Only food. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick at a press conference is nothing new. Nope. Uh, But when a reporter tries really, really hard to get Bill to talk about something other than the game at hand, and Bill still gives his natural Bill responses... It's always funny to me. It Every single time, it's funny to me. And this reporter is trying all sorts of ways to get Bill to talk about stuff. One of the things is this 30 for 30 trailer that's out there of Belichick and Parcells, which looks great and is something that I am, like, thrilled to watch whenever that comes out. Like, I'm so excited to watch that one. Um, more than the the last one, I know everybody's fired up about the Rick Blair one. Nature Boy, I, I want to see that. Yeah, I guess I'll watch it. Just because, gotta watch the Nature Boy. Uh, just because of his life outside of oh. the wrestling thing. Oh yeah, there's some stuff that came out that I know. Oh, crazy really? stuff. Yeah. So anyway, oh. uh, listen to this reporter. Give it a shot with Bill Belichick, and and you can imagine how it goes. Uh, last night I saw an unbelievable um, trailer for a, a documentary. I'm just wondering. Who do you think over the years has been better at putting the media in its place, you or Bill Parcells? Denver's. Denver's a target this week. I know you've got all this stuff on your mind, but right now I'm just focused on Denver. Sorry, we can't connect on that. <laughs> you're good at that, though. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And there was stuff like there was something before that too with this guy where he was trying to ask about football too, and Bill was giving him nothing. And then he went to the they tried to pull out the whole thirty for thirty thing. Thought he could get something out of that. Wow. Uh, sorry, we can't connect. You on know that. what you're going to get with him? It's going to be straight football. It's going to be about the opponent. That's it. So why even try? The guy's been at this for over a decade now. He's not changing. Now, did the report? Denver's, Denver's a target this week. I know you got other stuff on your mind. <laughs> but I don't. All I have on my mind are Broncos. That's I, it. Did the reporter say you're the best, Bill? And then Bill said you're the best? I, could, I couldn't make That's that out. Like. Yeah. Let me just hear the end of that again, where the guy's like, you're the best, Bill. You're good. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really do love the guy, though. I do. I'm sorry. I know that people can't stand him. He's icy, whatever, in these press conferences. I, I think that he's – I think that people who hate on the Patriots are totally off, that they should really be respecting him and Brady and what they've done because we may never, ever, ever 
see anything like but it again. But maybe those folks, I agree with you to a certain extent, but maybe those folks can't get past Spygate. Maybe they still think that has a huge bearing on why they were so successful. But I think on the over as far as longevity, uh, for this team to be there each and every year in the hunt, if not winning championships, at least putting them, themselves in a position to win championships, it's admirable. You, you, how can you not appreciate what they've done? But knowing the sports world and, and when teams win as often as the Patriots have won, Yankees win you know, in the past as often as they've won, the Cowboys, uh, even though they're America's team, uh, people will hate on them because they are tired of seeing that particular organization being there uh, at the pinnacle. Yeah, and, and I think that winning those two after – the spot because every they hadn't won one after mm-hmm. Spygate and they lost a couple. They got in there and they lost a couple of the Giants. We know the deal, but winning those two afterwards and and nobody could tell me the deflated football thing because we we I don't know how many times we talked about that when they found it and then the second half Brady and then the Super yeah. Bowl how good he was all that stuff yeah uh, and then they go and win another one even after that I mean everybody's just got to shut up at that point. Uh, Martellus Bennett getting cut yesterday was a surprising thing to me, and it's it's an odd story because it's they cut him with the failure to disclose a medical condition yeah. designation. Right. So it it sets them up for a, a grievance, a case for a grievance to reclaim the four point two million. And the prorated signing bonus yeah. money. He signed a three-year, $21 million deal. They gave him $8 million of that twenty-one, And now that he's been released uh, as a result of not disclosing this injury, according to them, uh, they can try to uh, recoup some of those dollars, about half of what they've given him. It's very interesting that he didn't disclose. Now, he wasn't probably going to play this weekend versus uh, the, the Bears, and he didn't play the other night. So you knew he was hurt, so I don't understand the, the was non-disclosure it? of an injury. Yeah, but, and, and I don't know, maybe I'm missing something about this, and, and Bogus or Mike or Pete, you've heard something about it, but wouldn't it be prior to the contract being signed that this would be a an issue as opposed to an injury that happened during the season but that he didn't prior disclose? to signing a contract, you give the guy a physical. Yeah, I understand, but then why are you going after his signing bonus money? When But then if it happened during the season, your doctors are also this, looking at him every right. week. If it happened during the season, there sometimes you try to just push on through, not to inject myself into the story, but I got excoriated by Jim Moore for not disclosing a little simple wrist injury. I couldn't do a certain uh, drill in the, in the weight room and the strength conditioning coach went to Moore, and it was nothing, though. But yet, they want you to disclose every little bitty thing, and and yet they want you to go out there and play and perform with every little element that's uh, that's bothering you as well. So uh, I don't know the backstory on this, but it seems odd. I, I would think the fact that he hadn't played the last few games that uh, they would be well aware of anything that's bothering the man. And and and, and he did mention a, a few weeks back that he was thinking about retiring once the season was over. Maybe they just wanted to expedite that. Is it easy to hide a shoulder injury during the season? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, just, I think it's different for everyone. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so got to be weird. different. It's I guess if you, you throw a pass and you can't raise your arm to catch it, nah, I think you'd be able to decipher that there's something wrong with the shoulder there. All right, coming up next, what is happening 
in China right now Uh-oh. with the balls. And who seems to not care about it at all? Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.